So he pulled out this suede flogger that looked like something that came out of Jim Henson's closet, right? It looked like a giant Muppet. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the Two Hot Wives. Tonight we're talking about Dungeons Part 2. Dungeons Part 2. It was... Interesting. It was an experience. <laughs> no, I had a pretty awesome, positive yes, experience. Yes, you did. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine abduction, <laughs> alien abduction night. So jealous. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I did not go... No, well, it's back to back. I don't think I could. Yeah, do it was that a little intense. In a that row, was a little so. intense. Yeah, so we will tell you all about our sexy homework. But before we get into that, Kat, do we have any current events? Uh, we have the Bliss Cruise coming up. Yay! Very I am excited. Super like in weeks. Excited. Yeah, yeah. We're getting all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. There is a code of conduct that of, we have to follow. A lot of uh, hoops to jump through. Absolutely. And uh, Mr. Ams has been on the Bliss Cruise Facebook page, which is a hotbed of information and Mm. really interesting people, like cool, open, awesome people of all shapes and sizes. It's going to be very interesting to see just this you know, huge group. And, and I, no kids. And no kids. Because I've been on a cruise. There's a lot yeah. of kids on cruises. Yeah. So we just booked in for the drink package that, yeah, Ooh. I might regret that decision. It's uh, it's not cheap, but that's okay. Drinks on cruises are not cheap. And Mr. Ram's like, I just don't want to think about. That's the thing. And, it, and really, if you have three drinks, it probably pays for itself. I would say more like seven. Oh my. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. You know, there is something to be said about just not having to worry about it right. and not getting that sticker shock at the end of the the trip. So yeah, we booked in for that. And the Wi-Fi. We got the Wi-Fi too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But it's gonna be super fun. What else? What else? Oh, our website should be oh. launched by the time this episode comes yeah. out. We've it's, been working hard on it. Oh my gosh. It's gorgeous though. It is. It does look great. It is gonna be the place to go, the one-stop shop for women to access sex positive content that is targeted to them. No crazy porn, just awesome, entertaining, educational information and yep. awesome pictures. I yeah. love our pictures so much. Me so too. you must go check it out. What else? Would I- oh, we're getting our 2022 calendar up and running. We're going to book our desire trip for late July. So we will have dates for desire up by the time this episode comes out i'm saying that so that we book it (laughs) so that we actually do it (laughs) it's been hard to figure out exactly the dates because you know with the shutdown and everything they're they're swamped now yeah everybody's going and so they're full yeah and so trying to plan a trip and then let everybody know so they can come with us. We might be able to get a room for us, but there's it's nothing like, else. Yeah, there's just two rooms left or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be late July, same timing as this year, essentially, mm-hmm. which was a great time. And I really hope that we get to awesome. see some of the same sexy friends that we met on our last trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's it. I for- think that's it. For current events. And we might have a special surprise announcement very soon. 
No. But we can't tell you yet. We can't tell you yet. No. (laughs) But we're very excited. Yeah. The suspense is killing me. It's going to be so fun to announce. Okay. So for now, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? So tonight we're drinking pumpkin rum cider. Mm, It is very good. Mine is gone. I I should have topped up before we hit record. Oh, well. So it is pumpkin simple syrup, Mm -hmm. spiced rum, Mm -hmm. and hard apple cider. Yeah. So we pulled out the Kraken dark rum, Mm. which is one of my favorites. I don't drink rum drinks all that often. I don't don't make rum drinks all that often either. But it just sounded interesting because it has the spice. It's spiced rum with with the pumpkin. It just seemed like it goes with you know, fall and Thanksgiving and all of the fall. Totally. That's it. Just fall. Just fall. And I love all things pumpkin except for- Pumpkin spice lattes? Fucking hate pumpkin spice (laughs) lattes. Oh, I don't like them. Too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the pumpkin and the milk, I don't dig it at all. But this is delicious. And Kraken is one of my favorite rum drinks. I like just a dark and stormy with Kraken rum. Mm, mm-hmm. It's very good. Anyway, this is awesome. Yay. And with our cocktails, we need some hot tails. Okay, Kat, it's your turn. What is your hot tail for tonight? So my hot tail involves Mr. Ams. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you may remember a big event that we went to in the mountains. Oh, yes. Are yes. we talking like a year back? No. Oh, no. A big event that we went to recently in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Motorcycle races, craziness oh, in the mud. Oh, my God. Yes, I do remember this. And I remember the two of you having way more fun at this experience yes. than I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Cat wasn't there with us. He couldn't go this weekend. I know. It was very sad. But we all went and we took all the kids with us, but they weren't with us this particular day because mm-hmm. we were down in the pit, in the mud pit. The mud pit. It was a blast. But you were not Says loving you. it. <laughs> it was like Dante's second or third circle of hell for me personally. But you mm-hmm. know what? You had fun. I did have fun. And I have to say, though, I wasn't completely dressed for the occasion. Right. So I didn't know at the time that we were going to be walking down to the mud pits where all the action was happening. Yeah. And I was wearing flip-flops. Sparkly flip-flops, Sparkly if I recall. flip-flops. <laughs> So we're walking down there and this was a crazy scene. Like people are wearing those big rubber boots, mm-hmm. like rain boots. Kinda. Wellies or yeah. hiking boots. There were a lot of hiking boots yeah. out there for yeah. sure. Like steel toed construction boots yeah. too. And so my cute little unprotected toes were like splattered uh, all over. Oh my that. gosh. It was, it was crazy. And I had a hat on. Thank God for that hat because mud was flying everywhere and I could feel it hitting my head and you know it protected my face and my eyes and all this stuff and and Mr. Ams was having a great time too. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. And I was bumming beers. <laughs> you were. Do you remember? Yes. Or they were they had um the the seltzers. Too. That's right. Hard yeah. seltzers hard like seltzer. white claws yeah. and yeah. yeah. And then I met this pack of girls and we were hanging out, and we were drinking seltzers and we we're having a good time. Yes. And you were not having a very good time. I was not having a great time. And here's the problem. Once we got sort of down the mountain and into the mud pits, you couldn't get out. Oh, Because no. these 
ATVs were zooming by. So it did not feel safe to get out. Plus, here's like a little secret about me. I have no sense of direction at all. (laughs) So I'm stuck down in the mud pits with no way to get out. Even if I could get around the ATVs zooming by, like I would get lost going up the mountain. Right. So, and here's what I love about you. You were like, this was not your scene. You Mm -hmm. didn't want to be there, but you didn't want to say that we had to leave. Right. So you were like, okay, guys, this is not for me, but you guys stay. I need to go. And we were like, are you sure? But you were so great about that. And I loved that because I would have left with you, but I can (laughs) see on your face that you meant it, you know? And so Mr. Ams walked you back like halfway yeah, just, just, just until to I get got you to the out path. of the area. And then he came back and we're like, we were having a great time Yeah, through yeah. this whole thing. I mean, it was crazy. It was oh my big, God. Big you crowd. guys had huge smiles on your face the whole <laughs> time. I'm like, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> so I think there's something to, when you're in a situation like this and your adrenaline is sort of pumping, it feeds into that excitement, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting excited. I'm feeling happy. I'm having a good time. And you can't help but just be a little, you know, a little horny. (laughs) (laughs) Right at that moment when we're in the pits though, right? Was it the the mud flinging into your eyes or the drinking the Bud Light hard seltzer that was was really doing it for you? It was probably the Bud Light. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Proceed. All right. So it was kind of winding down or we were done. And and so Mr. Ams and I decided to go back. Yeah. Decided to go up the mountain. And we start hiking away and we're laughing and, and still having a good time. And as we're walking away, we're on the path for a little bit, but then like there is no path and I'm not sure where we are. And we start to veer off the path and then we're walking through the brush and I'm still in flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean- It's that or barefoot. Yeah, no. (laughs) So we're walking, we're trying to hike, and we're getting through, and there's nobody around. Oh, I Uh see. Uh huh. So he's walking in front of me and trying to help me, you know. And all of a sudden, he just turns around and plants one on me, gives me a big little kiss. (laughs) And of course, then I'm all excited. Yeah. And this is totally not something I would normally do, but I pushed him down on the ground and gave him a blowjob right there. Wow, out in the mountains. Out in the mountains. Nice. Luckily, there was nobody around. I mean, I kind of looked around to make sure. It was a very um, not something I would normally do. <laughs> but I think the excitement of just, you know, the day and all the people around and the adrenaline of these 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 ATVs trying to go through this mud and people helping them get out. And it was just, it was chaos and crazy, yeah. but exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So- yeah, right there in the middle of the grassy, crazy flowers. In like the meadowy part? It wasn't really the meadowy part, but there was like a some brush. It was a mess. Yeah. But it was it was fine. Was it muddy on the ground or but was it he was dry? on his back, so I didn't have to get it. Didn't down matter. If no, he got it muddy, wasn't muddy. He didn't it care. wasn't muddy. There was enough brush all around that it was like it was fine. Nice. How long did it last? You know, it it probably only lasted like four or five minutes. I didn't no, take his mojo. That's pretty good. You didn't take his mojo. I didn't take his mojo. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, where am I going to clean up? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went yeah, out in the middle of, you know, and it was kind of one of those things where it was just a moment. Yeah. Just yeah, to have yeah. some fun for a moment. But I love how you incorporated eroticism into your everyday activities. <laughs> you know how good I am. <laughs> you know how good I am at that. You are. You're very good at that. And it, I think that's a really interesting story because it – kind of goes to show how important context is because that was a a situation that 
the adrenaline turned you on, maybe the fear of getting caught a little mm-hmm. bit turned you on, being out in the woods and the sunshine, like all of that was revving your engines. Absolutely. For me, no none way. of that would have worked. But that's okay. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody's normal. And that's awesome that the two of you guys had so much fun. Meanwhile, back at the cabin, <laughs> I hiked up that a fucking mountain. <laughs> I sent Mr. Ams a text and I said, you need to leave me alone until I leave the room. Proactive. Just just give me time to introvert, to take a bath, to read my book, and I will come out and pretend like nothing happened. But I just need to like That was really smart of you to do that too. Yeah. Because if he'd have run right in and been all about the story, because he would have told you all about it right away. Of course he would have. Yeah. um, You would have. You wouldn't have. have worked. No. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Know yourself. Know your partner. Right. (laughs) But I'm so glad. Like, there is nothing about my experience that would make me not want to – like, I want you to to have an amazing time. And I'm so glad that you guys had fun. And as soon as I knew, like, I was going to be able to get home by myself and get – away from the crowds and stuff. I just wanted you to have a good time. Yeah. I'm really and later glad that did. night, we all got together and we were, everything was fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that is a tale for another day. That's right. That's another hot tale. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, we will tell you all about our sexy homework with dungeons. Or not so sexy. Or not so sexy. <laughs> Stay tuned. Are you ready to share your sexy homework on, you did Dungeon 101, yep. right? Yep. Newbie okay. night. Newbie night. Okay. So let's start with what is Dungeon 101? What's the point of the experience? So Dungeon 101 is for those of us who have never been to a dungeon before. Okay. You can go and you can learn and you can figure it all out before you actually go to a night where you might play or you might do a scene. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, scary things that you might be scared of. You can sure. kind of experience it, see it with the lights on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and before you go there to actually have an experience. So that's what I did. Okay. So how did it start? Well, so we went in mm-hmm. and everybody's super nice. We go all the way in and they have an area where you can put a name tag on. Okay. Well, let's start with what were you wearing? Because I know you were very worried about what to wear to Dungeon 101. So I went on their website and I looked and they said to wear street clothes, yeah, like regular clothes. So I was like, okay, I wore what I would wear maybe to a first date with another couple. So, so like not, not too top. dressy. I had like a off the shoulder top, mm-hmm. jeans and some boots. Okay, perfect. Simple. Cute, sexy. Yeah. yeah. And I felt really comfortable when I got there. I was dressed perfectly. And Is- there was this cute girl in this sort of knee length almost like a pinup dress. Oh, cute. In line behind us. And she was really cute. And I immediately told her how much I loved her dress. Mm -hmm. Because here's a little tip. If you compliment someone, you immediately have a new friend. That's right. And I didn't know anybody there. So and she looked really cute. And so I just 
struck up a conversation with her. And I could tell that she felt the same way because she immediately wanted to talk with me too. There you go. So I made a friend, Ams. I love that. It was awesome. I love that. A stylish friend. A stylish friend. You would have liked her. Nice. So then we went and we got name tags. I put a name tag on and I chose a little button with some pronouns. Yep. You didn't have to do that, but they had a little basket there. And she, I that was her, cute. she, him, her, him, what, him, he, him, he. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't get that <laughs> they, out. And I, they, I, them. I, yeah. Okay, cool. But I saw the she, her and went, mm, that's yeah, me. There you go. So then we went in and they had chairs all set up for a presentation. Someone mm-hmm. was going to give a presentation at the front. And so we sat down and we waited a little bit and then they came out and everybody's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there were two people up at the front and they were giving the presentation, but they had masks on and they were talking into a microphone and it sounded like oh. like the like the uh, teacher from Peanuts. Yeah. Oh, no. And we weren't up in the front. Maybe people in the front got a different could listen, hear. could hear a little better, but we were sort of towards the back mm-hmm. and it was muffled and I I was leaning in and trying really hard to listen but there were people behind us that were talking and laughing mm. and i was like Shut just can't up. hear what they're saying yeah it was really a little bit annoying There's- and i felt like there was also a stage where it was really elevated and further back and i thought these two presenters could have gotten up on that stage without masks they would have been at least 20 feet back from, from the, the rest from the of front the row yeah and with microphones they wouldn't have had to yell or or talk too loud where they would be spitting you know, putting it into the air, that would have been a much better way to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Was there any sort of printed materials that they passed out? Or is it just the presentation? Just the presentation. And luckily, I mean, you and I have talked enough about dungeons and those kinds of things that I knew a a lot of the rules. rules, And that's really what they were going through. And I could make out, you know, I just had to be like, really like, listening, because you couldn't read their mouths either. Right. Because they had masks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the only really annoying part yeah. of the experience. And I could hear parts, parts of, of it. it. I could tell kind of what they were talking about. And it was just about the rules, you know, which was really valuable because they talk about like when there's a scene going on, you can't just join in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And just all of the little etiquette things that maybe are not in a written. Yeah, not super obvious if yeah. you've never been there yeah. before. So yeah. that was great. And then they had stations set up all around the room. And after they finished with their presentation, which was long. Yeah. It was a little bit long. But, you know, if you didn't know any of this information, it was good. Sure. That's right. It could be a first for a lot of people who right. were there. Right. That makes sense. And I would say, you know, the people that were there, oh my gosh, they're the people in your neighborhood. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look like anything different than, you know, people you encounter at the grocery store or at work or wherever at the PTA meeting. Sure. <laughs> Normal, nice, regular people dressed mm-hmm. in regular clothes. Yeah. Now, the people that were there to show us all the stuff, they were dressed up a little bit. Okay. Tell me more. So they were wearing sort of maybe little BDSM outfits, you know, black. Leathery. Leathery. Some of the guys were wearing skirts. Okay. Like um, like kilts or like skirts? Well, one guy like- was wearing like a, a kilt. Another guy was wearing a full dress. Okay. But his pronouns were still him, he. Okay. I think it was almost like a costume because it was like a doll dress. Okay. Okay. But that was fun. I mean, it was really fun to look around. I mean, sure. I'm a little bit of a people watcher. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. Nothing off-putting, though. Nothing like your experience with the 101 with the naked guy in the corner. corner. (laughs) I'm like, where's the naked guy in the corner? Yeah, well, he he forgot to bring his street clothes and never came back. Probably. (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, So I saw the tickle bench. Uh huh. And when the presentation was over, we walked around Mm -hmm. and we went over to the tickle bench and there was actually a guy laying on the tickle bench and this guy was tickling him with his fingers. Okay. Is that what you experienced? Yes. They tickle with their fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I was expecting. You thought like feathers. Yeah. I thought they were going to tickle you with things. Yeah. 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 So I'm watching this guy being tickled like with vigorous fingers on the ribs. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's not fun. That's torture. (laughs) I think for some people it's super fun. But yeah, it wasn't necessarily the thing that turned me on a lot. I like just light fingertip touches. I don't like really vigorous. But I think they could do a lot of different things. And they probably probably do. Yeah. my experience was watching this poor guy being tickled and I was just like, no, I am not doing that one. Doesn't sound appealing Mm -hmm. to you. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's cool. But I suppose, you know. They probably tickle you with other things too. Yeah. But okay. So you watch the tickle bench tickle demonstration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else? And then we walked over to the uh, St. Andrew's Cross. Mm-hmm. There were two of them. Yes. In two different stations. Okay. And the one that was at the first station we went to, there was a guy and he had a, um, oh, what is the thing called with the fringe? Flogger. Flogger. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flogger. And so he was doing this sort of spinning mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. where he was spinning it and just barely hitting her bottom mm-hmm. with it. And she was fully clothed. And he was just doing that over and over and over again. And I was impressed with how long he just prolonged that sort of sensation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then the other one, they had a guy who was strapped up there and they were using like a crop. Mm-hmm. And kind of teasing him a little and giving him a little paddle and very light. Yeah. You know, it was, it didn't look threatening. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I was really happy, you know, with everything that I saw so far. Yes. And then there was the spanking bench, which I think you had an experience on. Yes. There were no naked bottoms. They didn't do naked bottoms? Not that I saw. Okay. No naked bottoms. Just all of us were in our clothes the whole time. Yeah. So, which was fine. I didn't need to see any naked bottoms. (laughs) There you go. I was not disappointed. So we stood at the spanking bench for quite a while because different people were getting on and they were using different things. Like they were using the crop and, and, uh, and they were using a switch. Ouch. Yeah. Like a cane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a stingy, stingy form of impact. Yeah. And so they had thick ones. Mm-hmm. And then they progressively got to the thinner and thinner ones. Ouch. Yeah. The person on the bench, though, was enjoying it. Yeah. So. I think for a lot of people, that is a sensation that they really enjoy. I'm a big fucking baby when it yeah. comes to impact play. I'm a big fucking baby. <laughs> You're kind of like a a middle of the road I'm like a toddler. Baby. You're like a toddler. <laughs> I'm a toddler when it You're comes to play. I'm a baby. Yeah, that may be true. <laughs> So there was going to be no caning my butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On I, this I don't. Trip. I, yes. <laughs> Understood. I'll have none of that. Thank you. Yeah. But all the lights are on, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's smiling and everybody's so nice, but people aren't talking to each other really, which was weird for me. Yeah. Because I talk to people. And so it's not like at the grocery store where I talk to people at the grocery store and I talk yeah. to people at the mall, wherever I am. This felt like I wasn't supposed to talk to anybody. But yeah. Maybe it's just because it was 101 night. 
I've heard that on other nights they might be more social, like alien coming to get you and probe, probe you, you. kind of <laughs> social. I well, so I don't want to like jump into your story, but here is one observation that I have with the kink community versus the lifestyle community. And it was super obvious to me this last time that I went. The norms are very, very different. different. Lifestyle people are kind of like, come join our cult. We're super friendly. What, come do you and need- talk to us. Who yes. are you? What's your name? What are you about? Love like your outfit. And I have had people who are really, really new to lifestyle be like, it's weird how nice you are to people and how friendly and how you know generous like people will go out of their mm-hmm. way in lifestyle to welcome people in and what i found with the kink community and i can only speak to the really limited interactions that i've had at the dungeon i don't know what's happening at munches which are like vanilla get togethers where people just get to know each other and they're not doing anything sexual or on FetLife or any of that. I have not explored that space. Mm-hmm. I've only been to the dungeons, but you play with the people that you brought. There's not a lot of like meeting people in a dungeon space and doing what Justine called pickup play. Uh-huh. Like you didn't there see was any of that. not a lot of getting to know new people. Mm-hmm. And I think I had seen that the two times that I went to Dungeon 101, there was not a ton of conversation, but I had no idea until I really explored lifestyle and how over the top friendly sure. lifestyle people are, sure. how different it is in the kink community. It To me, it felt a little standoffish. I don't think it was meant that way at all, but- it's just so different it is from so lifestyle different. events and lifestyle community. It's much more, you know, don't invade my personal space and we can talk, but we're going to keep distance from each other. And as you pointed out, everybody wore masks. Yeah, everybody's wearing masks. And I understand their reason. I think it's smart to be safe, mm-hmm. but I was surprised how diligently everybody was wearing masks even during a lot of play not all play some people took their mask off during play mm-hmm. but but walking around and and in most play situations people were wearing the masks yeah that was my experience it was like nobody was talking to anybody yeah and so the yes yeah, so the switch mm-hmm. yeah no I'm, I'm doing that no that's right you're the toddler i'm the baby you're baby you're the baby i'm the baby <laughs> but what we did do is the shabari rope Tie fun, that was fun. No, not sexy. This was not sexy. Okay, (laughs) only because it was instructional. Sure, right? Fair. So shibari rope tie is from Japan. Mm -hmm. The Japanese sexy rope bondage, bondage. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So this was something that I was interested in anyway. So I was kind of excited that we got to do that. And Mr. Cat was a fantastic student. Of course. Mm, I bet. He's so good. Such a boy scout. So studious. Yes. So there was like 20 couples. I mean, I think this was really popular. Mm -hmm. And our instructor passed around all of the rope Mm -hmm. and taught us how to hold it and and all of that. And so Mr. Cat was going to tie me up and he had us put our arms behind our backs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you kind of clasped your arms in the back Mm -hmm. and then he started to Tie me up. And I took a picture. We did take a picture later. No, it's a very it's cute a cool picture. picture. So there's all this in and out, and he's going around me, and everything's done in twos. Okay. 
Tell me more. He's wrapping around my chest and then under my bust mm-hmm. and then going up. I, I I mean, I didn't do the tying, so I'm not exactly sure. And it was all behind my back, but it was, you know, sort of very intricate. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he did this weaving in and out all around in a circle. Mm-hmm. And ta-da, it's this beautiful, colorful kind knot. of knot that just looked so cool. Yeah. So I'll put the picture up so people can see it. But Mr. Cat was a very good student. Every time the teacher came around, he was like, perfect. Oh, that's good. Nice. Oh, you've done this before. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, funny. He, and he hadn't, but we were close to him in proximity. And so we were really paying attention. But I have to say, when it all came down, like when it all got undone, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my arms were so sore. Yeah. Like my shoulders. It takes a long time. Yeah. And it took especially long because when he showed us how to do something, then he walked around the room and made sure that all 20 people had done it correctly. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So it took a lot longer, I think, than it would normally take. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah. And I enjoyed learning it. But I have to tell you, when the when it came off, my arms were sore. I couldn't move my arms. Like I, yeah. I couldn't bring my arms up over my head. And I thought, wow, if someone has a shoulder injury... Don't do that pose. Don't do that pose for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where red light, yellow light, you know, is mm-hmm. a helpful mm-hmm. tool because if your arms right. were falling, you might not have known. I guess I, I wasn't in any pain. Asleep. My arms weren't falling yeah. asleep. It's just by the time it was done and I could bring my arms forward, they were really sore. And I rubbed them out. And by the time we left, they were fine. They were okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my experience. Okay. We enjoyed it. Oh, no, no. Wait, I got one more. Yeah. So there was this table. Where mm-hmm. this guy had all this stuff on this table. Mm-hmm. And this was really interesting because you could go up and you could touch everything, right? Mm. So he had like a spatula. We have a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of our spatula yeah, yeah, yeah. here in our little dungeon. Yes. But he had like, oh, he had like at the doctor, you get the pinwheel. Uh-huh. The, the Wartenberg wheel. Well, it's called a different. Wartenberg wheel. And it looks like a pastry yeah. Tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was on there. And then there was like ball gag and just all kinds of different things that you could use during play. Mm-hmm. And one thing in particular, there was a knife, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a real knife. Like it was dull, right? Okay. But it was the shape of a knife. And um, it was interesting because this guy freaked me out a little bit. Mm. Okay. Because he was talking about like pranks that he likes to play. Mm. where he's playing with the real knife. And then when the person doesn't see, he puts it down, grabs the fake knife and pretends like he's going to slit their throat. And they feel that fake knife touch their skin. I would lose my shit. Yeah. Like I would be pissed. Yeah. So either he really knows very well the people he's playing with. I don't know. Right. I could never, I would be so upset. That would upset me a lot. So I don't know that pranks are a good idea when you're talking about knife play or any of these kinds of things. He also talked about a thing where he was with someone and then he would have them all tied up and then pretend to take a phone call (sighs) and then like pretend like he was going to have to leave or something. And the person he joked about it, like the person didn't know that that was going to happen and he would freak them out, like wanted to freak them out, like they were going to be left in this van or something like. Right, 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 right. So maybe they talked about this and you're just, I can hear it (laughs) with the mask. But, you know, one of the things that I remember when I went to 101 was they actually play acted negotiating a scene Mm -hmm. before you actually set up a scene. And one of the takeaways that I had was 
you should be negotiating. If you're the sub or the bottom in a scene, you should be listing out the things that you are okay with. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be the reverse, right? It shouldn't be like, I don't want you to do this or I don't want you to do that, but like everything else is okay. Well, if you're a very creative sexual person, everything else is a huge universe of things. So if you're negotiating a scene, especially with a new play partner, your list should be, these are the five or 10 or 20 things that that you you are allowed to do to me. And if the sort of mind fuck experience of like, I want to feel like my life is in danger, if that's on your list, then that's on your list. And if it's not, that's not something that somebody should be playing around with. So it's entirely possible that, you know, for someone who's in the kink community, they're playing a lot or they're playing a lot with the same people, Mm -hmm. they can really push those boundaries and push those edges in in a place that, Mm -hmm. I mean- One of the things I love about kink play is your head goes into some crazy places, fun, sexy, mindless even places that I've never experienced with vanilla sex or even lifestyle sex or sex with new partners because you're just really pushing your boundaries and pushing your limits. But I think the only way to do that in a safe way is to have that conversation ahead of time. So it may Mm -hmm. be that just because you couldn't hear what they were saying, which is so unfortunate that you missed out on this like crucial initial conversation that has to happen before you have a scene with someone new. It's just like, you know, the idea of, of Mr. Am's like, holding me down and and we're having sex and I'm restrained it sounds really hot. But like if somebody climbed in my window and did that to me, that would that not, not be okay. Hot. No. So, it, you know, it may just be that that um, that's something he negotiates with his partners and they really like it. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure because he was one of the instructors. He's, yeah. you know, he's telling us all about it. And, and I don't know if he could see the horror on my face. Yeah. 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 Because I was wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I was like, oh, that doesn't sound, sound fun like at thing. all. No, yeah. but yeah. 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 So that was interesting. But I loved being able to go around and see everything with the lights on. Yep. In a very non-threatening way. You know, yeah. you could you could see everything that was going to happen. And I could imagine how sexy it would be with the lights lower and everybody wearing, you know, sexy bondage outfits. Yeah. Yeah. I have plenty of <laughs> need to wear them. That's right. That's right. So do you think you'd go back? Yeah, I'd yeah. definitely go back a couple more times. And I think even more than once, because the first time I go back, it's going to probably be a little a little scary, you know, yeah, yeah, even yeah. going to a 101, I might have a little anxiety. Would but you go back to a 101 or would no. you want to experience a, yeah, you feel no like reason. you've gotten what you've gotten? Yeah, anything it. else that I want to find out, I could probably get on their website. Mm-hmm. But having that in-person experience, I think, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exciting and sexy, mm-hmm. but it was interesting. It was informative. I learned a lot. I, I think it was definitely necessary. Good. Okay, good. Still jealous that I didn't get to go <laughs> to, to the, the alien, alien invasion. Yeah. yeah. It, it was it was more fun all than right, 101, for sure. You got to tell me all about yeah. it. Yeah. So we chose a night that was hosted by a a separate third-party group at the same dungeon. Mm -hmm. But the theme of the event was Alien Invasion, and it was an EDM dance party and play party. 
So I'm already I'm thinking this is going to be a blast. Oh. I dig EDM music, especially if I'm all dressed up sexy. And I did not go as a cowgirl abductee. I know. I was a little disappointed. Sorry. I couldn't but that was get my together idea. the you costume. You got to do your own thing. Yeah. But I had bought a like see-through mesh neon pink. You looked really cute. Little body, like a, what is it called? A, a body a suit. Yeah, well, a body, <laughs> a body suit. suit yeah. yeah. And then these cute little silver lame and you wore your shorts. You wore your silver and boots. Silver you boots. looked great. It was really fun. I felt really sexy. And I was n- like, there were women who were completely nude or pretty close to, to nude. And there were people who were way more dressed up. Were there I felt like right in the middle. Girls? There were. There, there were? were. Well, there were farm boys. I saw okay. one guy in like, tiny little cutoff shorts and a gingham shirt and he had he had an aluminum foil it. a tin foil I hat love it. so i'm not the only one no, that went that direction absolutely i saw at least two cowboy kind of yeah cool. adductees and you know some people were in the theme there was a guy dressed as uh, like obi-wan kenobi and he had his lightsaber. So That's I think cool. it was just whatever made you feel fun and sexy was totally fine. And the level of costumes were all, you know, it was a broad, broad spectrum. Try to think what if some of the other costumes that I saw. I mean, some people took it really funny. Some people took it super sexy. But there were also people, there were a lot of collared people. Do you know that? phrase like um, oh like maybe they had a collar on and someone was leading them around exactly yeah so there were at least two master slave couples one was a woman who was collared and her dom their master was leading her around one was a man and there was a puppy oh yeah in a in a full actually it was a really beautiful like leather puppy mask and he was down on all fours in like a little speedo, tiny, tiny little bottom. And he was a puppy all night on his hands and knees. So there were there were a lot of people like fully embracing their kink, whatever it was. The music was awesome. <laughs> and I had the very great pleasure of getting to meet two of our listeners when we were there. No yeah. way. Yeah. That's so cool. It was very cool. We were chatting in the Discord group before the event got started. And I, you know, chatting, chatting uh-huh. to all my hotties. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, we're going to a dungeon tonight. And they chimed in and they're like, yeah, we're going to a dungeon too. So I sent them a DM, like a separate message. And I was like, hey, I think we're going to the same Uh dungeon. (laughs) Come say hi. This is what I'm wearing. I would love to meet you in person. And, you know, it was interesting. The message I got back from her was like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, it's hard to meet people. It was very sort of lukewarm, which is surprising. Normally, if like I'm showing up somewhere and the listeners, they're excited Excited. to see me. Not to like toot my own horn, but like they're usually pretty excited to see me. So I was a little bit surprised. And then afterwards, she kind of came back and said, you know, I checked I checked with my guy and he's like, yeah, we should definitely see you and, and we'll look out for you. So we got there, Mr. Ams and I, I was wearing my little pink bodysuit and he had on a cape, like a, like a holographic looking cape. And he found some uh, swim goggles that were holographic. <laughs> and that was, he was, and then he was like in pleather underneath that. He looked great. He looked hot. That was our costume. And, awesome. and our new friends came up and 
said hi and and we asked if we could hug each other, which I was like, you know, can I hug you? And and we gave each other hugs. And this is like their home dungeon. They spend a lot of time oh. there. They go to this event. This group holds the event once a month, basically on the same day each month. And they're like, we love it. We're here every month. And it was a super cool space. There's, you know, a, a small dance floor. If it were a lifestyle party, the dance floor would be like 10 times bigger. But there's a small dance and floor. And packed. And this is something I really loved. I was afraid going into it that there would just be kind of scenes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like stepping over people who are getting, you know, the shit beat out of them or something. You just don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. But it was much more controlled than that. It was in a lot of ways it was similar to the 101 experience where people had stations and whoever was really into to their kink was manning that station. Mm-hmm. So there was someone at the St. Andrew's Cross who was doing flogging. In one corner there's a sort of medical station and there were people over there doing violet wand and uh, wax play and needles. The needles were a little intimidating for me. I did not play with the needles, but I did watch a little bit of the needle play and a woman was having her vulva pierced with needles. Like needle needles or like acupuncture needles? Like thicker than, thicker gauge than acupuncture needles for sure. Not huge, but thicker gauge needles than, than acupuncture. You know, the woman who was doing it looked very professional. I could tell that everything was very sterile, but you know, that is a kink that if that's something you want to explore, this is a great place to be because there's someone who's, that is really their thing. And they're very prepared to do it to you. You're Wait, the, is that like someone who worked there who was offering like that? They're all to volunteers. Everyone? Yeah. Well, so, I, I guess I say worked, but I mean, like it was someone who was a facilitator or a, a volunteer, but I guess I was thinking on on newbie night 101 that they were there to teach everyone but on a regular night i thought it would just be just couples and and groups coming without the you know demonstrations yeah without demonstrations so that was what was surprising to me there were probably nearly as many demonstration isn't quite the right word but somebody who was there who was like this is my kink and there was a whiteboard that you could sign up for time slots if you could sign up yeah so you could sign up for time slots and mr ams and i we got a drink and we kind of took a little walk around and looked at all the demonstration stations so so there's the medical area there was the st andrew's cross there was a vacuum bed yeah there was fire play i did not do the vacuum bed i would have totally done the you know why i didn't do the vacuum bed because most people took off some layer of their clothing so they were topless and they just had their bottoms and because I had the bodysuit, I couldn't, couldn't like just take one thing off. And I thought I would be overdressed for the vacuum bed. <laughs> so I didn't do the vacuum bed. And then there was a guy and his sign said, foot stuff. Ooh. Foot stuff. I would have signed up for that. All it was was him giving massages to women to their feet. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Please sign me up for foot stuff. I would I like, can you stuff. come home? Like, after a long day and come do foot stuff at my house, Mm -hmm. I would pay you for that. So I decided to sign up for the flogging because- And the foot stuff. I didn't do the foot stuff. Because I was wearing fishnets. Again, I couldn't like- He probably would have rubbed your feet through the fishnets and he would have loved it. You're right. And And it would have felt great. I've 
decent looking feet. You I've do. Gotta say. You're yeah. great. Yeah. So I should have done the footsteps. Regrets. Done the foot stuff. You always regret the things that you don't do That's at right. a dungeon. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm going to skip the needles in my vulva. I'm just saying. But, but foot I, massage. Yeah. So I did. I signed up for the flogging and it was like a good 45 minutes away was my time slot. So in the meantime, I'm talking with my new friends and they're telling us all about their home dungeon and, and introducing us to a couple of their friends. And here's an interesting interaction. They introduced us to one of their friends who's a beautiful, tall woman with gorgeous tattoos on her body. And at one point I was noticing a tattoo on her shoulder and she wasn't quite looking at me. So I just kind of took two of my fingertips and just said, wow, that is beautiful ink. Would you mind telling me more about it? And I touched her with two fingers and she jumped a little bit. And then she told me, you know, a little bit more about her tattoo and she walked away. And my new friend, he turned to me and he said, you know, you don't touch people at a dungeon. You always ask for consent. And, you know, especially for some people, it can be very triggering. And I said, thank you so much for letting me know. I was a little bit embarrassed that I, you know, broke the rule. Like I'm all about the rules and the boundaries. But it was innocent. It was super innocuous touch, but even still- you Good follow to know. the rules of the I wouldn't space. have thought that would have been a big deal either. Yeah. I mean, I could see myself doing that same thing. Yeah. Very it, you easily. Know, it was hard Especially because you to. just and and we're so used to that, right? Because right. in the lifestyle community, we're talking to everybody and a touch on the arm is nothing. And and right. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that anyone would feel that that was a you know, a violation. So that surprises me, but it's good to know. It's good to know. And I do think lifestyle kind of conditions you to to give and to accept innocuous touches mm-hmm. like that. And it's honestly, it's one of the things I like about lifestyle that you can have these little moments of like micro intimacies and that feeds the soul to mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. I really like those little touches, those little interactions. But I have learned now, you know, in the king space, until you get to know someone better, you don't touch them at, at all. all. So that was a good takeaway for me. Again, it kind mm-hmm. of made me feel a little bit constrained in what I could do and not be as much myself. But that's okay. You live, you learn. So we got out on the dance floor for a little while. And, you know, again, lifestyle parties, you, there's How dancing. How do you dance without touching anybody? Well, you d- <laughs> I, that part I didn't mind. Now, I didn't mind knowing that I could go to the dance floor and, and no nobody one was going to come you. and touch me if I didn't want to be touched. And I danced my ass off. I bet you did. And I felt awesome. You know, I, I could tell some people were watching and they were smiling and I just felt joyful. Like I felt joyful getting out there and dancing and having a great time. I loved that. In some ways, that was like my favorite highlight part of the night. Because I could tell awesome. it wasn't normal. And it felt like such a normal thing for me to do to get out there and just dance like crazy. But it, I think it injected a little bit of just novelty into the experience for other people, which was cool. Wow. They're like, look at her kink. That's right. Her kink is to dance like she's having a seizure. <laughs> but it now, Ams, I'm sure you didn't look like that. <laughs> I probably did. Um, but it funny. was fun. So I really just cannot thank these two listeners enough for just showing us around and introducing us to their friends. We had a great time on the dance floor. So thank you. You know who you are. And then I got my little flogging experience. 
I went up and and we had a little pre-conversation before he's like, what are you into? What would you like to experience? And I said, I'm a big old baby. So this is interesting to me because you have had some experience and Mr. Ams has had experience. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's not just like that the equipment is there for you to use. Ah, you know what? That's a good clarification. So there were the demonstration stations. There were also a ton of spaces and equipment that were open. Okay. So a lot of people brought their own toys. There's some toys that are available to play with, but for the most part, people brought their own ropes, other forms of restraint, floggers, paddles, canes, crops. They would bring those themselves, but if they wanted to get on a cross, a spanking bench, suspensions, there's a there's a bunch of places where you can, you know, use suspension bars or hooks. So people were using the equipment and having their own scenes. There was maybe twice as many of that happening or available to happen as there were demonstrations. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, I didn't really want to set up my own scene with Mr. Ams. You can do that here. Yeah, that's right. I have a a little mini dungeonette right in my own house. But it was cool to watch other people experience their kink. So that was happening all over. But I got my little flogging experience. And uh, he asked me what I was looking for. And I was like, I love sensation, but I do not like pain. I really like pretty light touches, but I can build up to more. So he pulled out this huge suede flogger that was like mauve pink. It it looked like something that came out of Jim Henson's closet, right? It looked like a giant Muppet. Exactly. It was exactly like that. So I got to touch it. It was super, super soft. And that's where we started. So he shackled my wrists up on the cross and put my legs in uh, shackles at the bottom of the cross. I'm kind of like in a giant X. And he starts doing that spinny flogger thing that one does. Mm -hmm. And it's very delicate, just barely touching the skin. And it warms you up, if you will. Like it kind of gets your body ready to experience more intense sensation. So we started there and he was, you know, up from the nape of my neck all the way down to just above my knees, kind of working up and down a little bit on my shoulders and on my arms. And we did that for a while. And he's like, how are you feeling? He started asking me sort of scale of one to 10. How is that feeling? What are you going for? And I was like, I probably don't want to go beyond a six. And that was like a one. So he's like, okay, let's try something new. So was was Mr. Ams there watching? Yeah, was he was he participating. Watch- so kinda? this cross was up on the stage. Okay. And I kind of, I actually liked being a little bit separate. Anybody could see me, but I had my head sort of through the cross and I couldn't see anyone else. And I liked that. I didn't really want to watch people watching me. Just knowing that they might be is sexy enough. Yeah, that was exactly right. So I really, the vibe of that felt really, really good. So we worked up to the next level of flogger, which I think was more leather, not suede. And he did that for a while. He was spending a lot of time sort of on my upper back. And that was really starting to get very like 
high level of sensation and kind of, you know, on, on my butt and kind of in between my legs, I had all my clothes on, but it was, it was hot. I was definitely (laughs) getting turned on and, you know, the EDM music is playing. So he's kind of, at one point he was using two floggers. So he's moving them back and forth and circling them back and forth. And I could feel them hitting me to the music. That's And I'm just kind of like, swaying a little bit back and forth to the music and just bouncing a little bit to the music. And I didn't get into a subspace, but I was very much feeling connected to the cross and to what he was doing and to the floor and to the spill. Like I just felt like I was a part of the experience and like not myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was very, very cool. I really, really enjoyed it. That was super fun. So that was my one sort of play experience. Very tame compared to a lot of the other things that were happening in the space. But I didn't feel any pressure to try anything. If anything, I felt like it would have been nice to get some encouragement from people. But I could see where that's not a good path to go down. There was zero pressure. Um. I saw very little sex. I actually, I don't think I saw any sex. And there were bowls of condoms. There was sanitizing wipes and lots of things to make sure that the space stayed clean and hygienic. But I didn't see anybody grab a condom. I didn't see anybody having sex at all. What I saw was a lot of kink play. And we left around midnight. So it's possible that things got more hot and heavy after we left. But it was the the focus was on BDSM play, and hmm. we saw we saw people doing suspension rope play, and some of that was really beautiful. There was like a, but also painful looking. <laughs> there was a woman who was suspended. She had ropes kind of around her hips and up around her shoulder and her hair. So her hair was being held in suspension, and it, it looked. I think the guy that was topping her was very good at what he did. So the hair looked like it was taut, but it didn't look like it was being pulled, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all her hair. So there wasn't that, you know, it didn't look like her hair, your head was right. being pulled off. That was happening. There were two women in one corner. One was had her hands above her head and the other two women were like pinching her and slapping her really hard and, you know, saying a bunch of things in her ear. And there was another woman on a St. Andrew's cross and her partner was hitting her hard. Like, and she was, you know, vocalizing a lot. And like, every time she would get hit, she was sort of writhing around, but then he would take a little break and he would sort of soothe her and run his hands up and down her body. And then he would grab some other implement and, and start hitting her again. And that seemed to go on for like half an hour. It was a very long scene, but I definitely felt like they were both very invested and and hot and into that scene. Like that was her thing. So everything felt incredibly consensual, like very, if there's not express consent, it's not happening. And there was some very intense, very edgy play happening in some of the spaces, but there was also a lot of, you know, foot rubs and (laughs) flogging with a giant Muppet. And it was not all like crazy, Intense. intense, you know, stuff that felt really scary to me. It felt very approachable. The people were very nice. They were just not touchy-feely at all. 
So that was my experience. I had a great time. I would totally go back to this event. I wonder if it would be different on a night where they didn't have this sort of party thing going on. I'm sure. You know, at the dungeon, there is a ton of educational events that happen. So if like when we went to 101, we tried the violet wand and we're like shocked, no pun intended, shocked at how much we enjoyed it. Like it was actually a really fun sensation because it doesn't have to be that super zingy, shocky feeling. It can Mm -hmm. be kind of this buzzy, numb, tingly feeling. So we went to an education event at the dungeon that was teaching you how to use the violet wand. So I think there's there's a lot of things that happen in the space. I said it in the last episode, it's kind of like a community center for the BDSM community. That term just cracks me up, community center. <laughs> but it is, it, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And I think it's a super close, tight-knit community. I think they're very supportive and loving of each other, but the rules, the norms are very different compared to lifestyle people, for sure. So Hmm. I needed a little bit of a, you know, primer on just remembering that certain things that are totally okay in lifestyle are not okay in the kink scene. But I had a great time. And it was awesome to see people out and like, living their truth and really embracing their form of kink. It was very hot to see. Well, that sounds like fun. It was. I had a great time. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, just the tips. Just the tips. And we're back. Just the tips. Cat, tip number one. If you're new, go to a Dungeon 101 or a newbie night. Yeah, go to a newbie night. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting thing ever, but I feel like it was really important and I'm glad I did it. So it really set me up for going and having some fun and maybe not feeling that anxiety the next time I go. I think I'll feel a lot more comfortable and I think I'll have a lot of fun. So I think it's important. Totally. Yeah. I totally agree. And I have to say, you know, We've done a lot of sexual exploration Mm -hmm. for the podcast in the lifestyle. But when I went to 101 and and this was all super new, it felt like a pretty big turn on for me. My uh, my heart was absolutely racing the whole time. And I was able to kind of harness that energy into some pretty amazing sex when we got back, back to the hotel. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that it's going to be a super hot experience. The lights are up. Mm -hmm. People are being very educational about the experience. There's usually limits on sex, right? You can't have at least penetrative sex on a, on a one-on-one night. So yeah, it may not really get your rocks off, but it is a great way to get familiar. Yeah. It's really non-threatening and it's, uh, it's really, I mean, I feel like I can definitely go to the next one and not have a hard time at all. It, yeah. it was everybody was so friendly, and you know the volunteers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the totally. people that were there didn't talk much, mm-hmm. just like your experience. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and number two, tip number two: know the rules of your dungeon and also respect the norms of the space. Mm-hmm. You know, because some really crazy things can happen. 
there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of boundaries. And there may be a lot of sort of things where you're maintaining control and you're maintaining space so that people feel safe exploring some really kinky stuff. So usually dungeons will post on their website what the rules are. They're often posted on the walls. Even if you are super experienced going to dungeons, if you're going to a new one, make sure you know what the rules of that dungeon are and respect them because they take it very, very seriously. Right. I remember Mistress Justine was Mm -hmm. telling us that there were so many things that she didn't allow in Mm -hmm. her space that could be normal in other dungeons. Exactly. All right. How about tip number three? Try new things. Yes, this is the perfect time to try something new because there are, at least in my experience, a ton of people who are extremely enthusiastic about sharing their kink. Yeah. I mean, generous with their time, generous with their stuff, Mm -hmm. generous with their bodies even. And so if there's something that intrigues you that you think wow, I would really love to feel what it's like to be in a vacuum bed. I really want to do that. I know. (laughs) I know. I think that your experience there was kind of cool because they had partly that and partly areas where you could play. So if you're going there on a night when they have those volunteers there, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to have an experience like vlogging or spanking on the spanking bench or the tickle bench, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to know what to do. And if you don't know, you can ask the question, hey, I've never done this before. Yeah. And like you said, he asked you all the right questions. Absolutely. I think this is a community that is really into education, really Mm -hmm. into educating people about what they enjoy. So, you know, if you're into getting cropped or flogged, don't just go buy a flogger on Amazon. Go to a dungeon. Find out how to do it right. Right, because your partner, if they're not experienced, they're they can not going to know. You. Yeah, so take your partner with you. Yeah, I'm sure that the the instructor or the volunteer that was flogging you and and mm-hmm. spanking you and doing all those things would have shown Mr. Ams. Yeah, sure, totally. While he was doing it, so yeah. yeah, good opportunity to learn. Yeah, and number four. So number four, go at your own pace. Yeah, there is nothing that you have to do in any space. Nobody's expecting you to jump on the St. Andrew's cross and get flogged. Well, and I think we've talked about this before in a big group. Nobody knows what anybody else is doing. They're paying yeah. attention to what they're doing. They're paying attention to the fun that they want to have or the interesting things that they want to do. They're not paying attention to you or what you're looking at or the fact that you haven't participated in anything that you're, mm-hmm. you're maybe just being a voyeur for the night, just learning. That's right. You can absolutely be a spectator. As long as you're a respectful spectator, Mm -hmm. you do not have to do anything at a dungeon if you don't want to. Play is not mandatory. And I would hazard to say that anybody who walks in a dungeon where there is a lot going on, that person is not going to be into everything that's going on. So it is okay to pass. Definitely me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a giant kinky sexual buffet. And if you do not want the shrimp cocktail, you do not have to have the shrimp cocktail. (laughs) Shrimp cocktail is delicious. I love shrimp cocktail. (laughs) I'm hungry. The okra. (laughs) It's getting late. (laughs) Okay. So that was 
dungeons. I think that was good. I had an all. I, I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I came back to my roots like with a totally different knowledge and understanding and learned even more. That's great. So it was awesome. But you know what I really want to do? Smoke a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we should do some dominatrix training. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of interested in that. You're interested? Okay. I am. We can explore that. I could, I could see myself wanting to do really that. Really wanting to do that. Yeah. I think we could find time in our busy season three schedule <laughs> yeah. to play around with dominatrix. Okay. It's an experience. All right. But what are we doing next? <laughs> I think next time we're going to smoke a doobie. We're going to smoke a doobie. <laughs> I don't think that's the. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's the what we're saying. Phrase. No, no, we're, we're going to explore cannabis. We are and exploring sex. cannabis and sex. I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, yeah. So until then. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by, and don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. The the charger goes right in there, which is hidden. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, right? Oh, my. It is strong. It, it's going to get away oh, from you if you're not really careful. Strong. It's real. But I thought of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that one's a little strong for me. Like, that is really strong for a little bullet <laughs> vibe. Right? <laughs> I can't wait until we do the episode on vibrators and stuff because I'm yes. totally going to bring this out. Fine. Like, listen to that sound. Yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. It is. And I'm going to have to fake the same excitement. <laughs>